0: Hey everybody, this is Brendan Ingersoll and you are listening to the Speaking of Podcast. Today we're continuing our journey of short podcasts where we are talking through the Lord's Prayer, looking at old articles I wrote and discussing the topics. Today we're talking about our daily bread. I'm sitting down with my guys, Anthony Moore and Dan Lamus. Here it is, our daily bread. Check it out. We're back. Another right. rendition. Good to see you guys. The pod. Good to see you. Long time no see. Uh, see you down the hall, yep. but, uh, Hey, today's episode has been brought to you by a new candle. <laughs> yes. We've got, uh, uh, apple honey butter. Mm. We're going to break into the apple honey mm. butter today. Yeah, yep. A little, uh, a nice little, little fall fragrance, Yep. yep. which I'm not above enjoying in the nope. winter. No, no. But, uh, man, oh, that smells good guys. You're going to enjoy this if I can get it lit, <laughs> but, uh, uh, we we do want to start. I want to get incense. I want to get incense at some mm. point on the podcast. We'll just have have incense rising while we sit night, here and pontificate. And day, pontificate. Let
1: incense arise.
0: Now, oh, now you're ruining Dang. it. For, now you're ruining it for me. <laughs> yeah. Now I feel like I can't. I can't just enjoy incense without <laughs> no. making it yeah. sacred. Is all incense express. is all incense sacred? Uh, no, I no. guess we're just gonna have to stick with <laughs> apple honey butter. For today, so yes. we're enjoying it. Well, we have mm. been uh,
2: <laughs> I'm just picturing the ministry staff as some ecumenical, or not ecumenical, but liturgical church. Yep. Going, I, could you go out back and get the apple honey butter candle? <laughs> <laughs> a special service, honestly. Okay.
0: Yeah. Is that what they put inside the thing that the priests Maybe. sling yeah, that's, around? That's Maybe. right. Is, is, is that yeah. apple honey butter incense? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: Oh, pardon. Me. We're not oh, stepping on man. any toes or anything. But nah. yeah.
0: That would be the first time that ever happened no, no, on this right. podcast. Yep. We never said anything offensive ever. Uh, mm. Well, we have been doing uh some short podcasts, some some quick to the point ones that uh, where we've been talking through and walking through the Lord's Prayer and mm-hmm. having some dialogue about some uh, blog entries that I did back in the summer mm-hmm. of 2020. And uh, I thought it'd be cool to revisit them and talk about them and explore this incredible uh, prayer that Jesus gave us. And so we have been, you know, trying to keep these short, but I want to talk about it because it's, it's good stuff to talk about. So we have been reading the the blog entry and then uh, just kind of reacting, real-time mm. react. And so see what see what the Lord says to us. So I'm going to read it. I haven't read this since I wrote it. I don't even really remember what it's about, so I'm excited. To, I'm excited. I, all I know is it's about our daily bread. The yes. clause in the the line, "Give us this day our daily bread," which is a very, uh, very interesting, awesome mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Are you ready? Uh, cue the music, Ron. Uh, we'll hit it. Here we go. This is our daily bread. <clears throat> it was near the end of a three on three basketball battle, and my older cousin had the ball. He was crouched low, facing down our opponents, dribbling the ball through his legs, eyeing our three teenage foes. Before making his final move to the basket, he confidently stated what for me is now an infamous phrase. He said, I play this game for bread and meat. If I don't win, I don't eat. I don't remember. (laughs) I don't remember what happened next. Did we win? I have no clue. This particular game was one of only of a thousand games of basketball we played as teenagers. The game results I've forgotten; however, the phrase has been forever etched in my memory. It was an epic moment. It brought such a sense of urgency to the game that literally no one but the six of us could remotely care about. In actuality, not one of us has ever been paid a dime to play basketball. None of us were anywhere near good enough at the sport to turn it into something that could provide any type of income. But it was fun to think about basketball being so important to us that it could serve as our primary means of provision. It added a sense of value when we imagined this game that we love being our daily bread. Basketball as our ultimate source. Not so much. Here's the big question of the day, what or who is your ultimate source? When Jesus' disciples asked him how to pray, he first took them through a theological framework. He shaped this instructive prayer to start with reminders and revelations of the central and foundational facts that our God is holy and that he is the king of all things, whose kingdom is waiting to invade every part of our lives. No big deal, right? Mm -hmm. Above it all, however, he reminds us that this God should be approached as a perfect holy father. After establishing an accurate theological framework, Jesus brings the prayer down to earth and gets into real life on the ground, beginning with the most foundational of issues facing every human being, the problem of provision. Jesus deals with the central question that drives all of us. The question is, are we going to be okay? Furthermore, how are we going to be okay? This is the quintessential human problem and the problem, it's the problem of provision. In the early 1940s, psychologist Abraham Maslow posited that all humans, regardless of culture, ethnicity, background or economic situation, are unilaterally driven by the same fundamental issues or, quote, needs. Maslow held that there are five categories. The most pressing and primary of all of them is that of basic provision, food, water, shelter, safety, bread and meat. Enter the Lord's Prayer. When Jesus invites us to ask God to give us our daily bread, he's inviting us to align our ultimate source of provision in him, to trust his power and goodness, to provide for our basic needs, and then to rest in him, not worrying about tomorrow. Right after his discourse on prayer, Jesus speaks right to the heart of the issue of provision in the Sermon on the Mount. He said, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear, is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? In other words, trusting God to provide everything you need. He then goes on and invites us to trust God for the stuff beyond daily bread, our clothing, our meaning, our significance. Trust God for everything. The simple prayer is fully embraced, if fully embraced in faith, has the power to not only connect us to a source that cannot fail us, but in turn disconnect us from all fear, striving, scarcity, worry, jealousy, coveting, and every other vice that comes from a deep-rooted sense of fear. Trust God. He cares for you more than you know. He's got you and will give you everything you need. It's going to be okay. God not only can be trusted to provide our daily bread, he is our daily bread, and he's more than enough. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. I play this game for bread and meat. If I don't win, I don't eat.
1: Who was that? Was that Jamie? Jamie, Leroy. Jamie Leroy? Yes, it was.
0: <laughs> yes, it was. So he had a, always had a way with words. Uh, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, man, that's yeah. a that's a big topic. You know, it, it is. It, it occurred to me as a, even as I was reading it. You know, it's funny how you can read or talk or both and still have thoughts going on in your head. But mm-hmm. yeah. you know, there there are a lot of Christians worldwide that have and are praying that. Literally and literally need God to provide for bread today, like Mm -hmm. like even just starting there. Right. I mean, they're they're, it's it is the most basic of needs that Jesus is addressing. Mm -hmm. You know, in real life, and I I love that the prayer does hit the ground. You know, it Mm -hmm. it doesn't just Mm -hmm. stay up in heaven. You know, like that God is in heaven, and we need to just do our best to kind of reconcile, but immediately. He's like, you no, know, invite invite God into your day-to-day real life. Let's start with your basic needs. Right. Ask mm-hmm. him to give you your daily bread. Incredible. Yep.
2: Yeah, it is, you know, um, it's it's reminds me of, you know, of course, the Israelites in the wilderness. Right. The food that they had was given to them daily by God. Right. And the manna itself wasn't it a wasn't it a bread like yep. substance it was okay yeah. so obviously that was daily bread yep because mm-hmm. that's the way they received it and they couldn't even keep it from day to day right yeah it would right. spoil right yeah and i was thinking while you were reading how um you know it's it's interesting how god has built it into creation that and i may be wrong in this i'm going to give it a shot that every live every living thing has a function where it takes in sustenance. Yes, like, I don't know if there's yep. anything that's living
0: that doesn't receive. have to Correct.
2: receive something. It's dependent yep. yes. on some kind of sustenance. Yes, that's intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was thinking, God, is that just an Earth thing, or what is that? And and then I was reminded. And I mean, of course, Adam and Eve, the garden was on earth, but mm-hmm. even before the fall, yep. they were created to have to eat. Yes. Like the fruit was provided for them to eat. Yep. And then, even in the book of Revelation, you have the feast. Yeah. You know, the feast, the bridegroom's feast. Like yep. there's something eternal about that picture of taking in sustenance. Mm-hmm. Like the, tree of the, the trees by the, the river of living water producing fruit why for sustenance yeah for who mm. you know yeah for his creation there's something mm-hmm. profound about eating taking your daily bread and so it's beautiful to me that god says no i don't want you to, to just pray for provision in the big picture i want you to realize it's a daily thing right like it's a regular practice
0: yeah and 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 you know it's interesting too and i know we hit this earlier on in one of these episodes which who you knows this was a while back but you know, it's give us this day our daily bread. It's not. It's not. You know, it's not just a me prayer. Yeah. It's a we prayer, and it's mm. something that, you know, I need to I need to ask God for provision for me and for others, right? And me and for those around us, and like when you our were, daily bread, our, our daily yeah, bread, yeah, like it. Like when when you were saying that, Dan, like it, it, you would almost think that God is the is the is the ultimate source of the universe of everything and that everything, everything was born (laughs) Mm. and birthed and created in relation to him. Yes. To receive from him and to, and to send. It's interesting. Everything I think has to receive and everything has to give in order, in order to live like life. Otherwise things stagnate. Yeah. Right. Things either stagnate or they, they die because they haven't received enough or they've received too much and haven't released enough. Mm. right? Like you can, you can, there's too much of a good thing as well. Yeah. And it's like, as you were speaking, it's it's almost like, yeah, everything has to, in order to live, has to have need. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I wonder, and we might be getting way off in the philosophical weeds here and someone might correct us. That's great. But you know, there's definitely, if you read about like the garden of Eden, there's no lack, right? There's no lack. Right. Not, They're not having to scrape and forage and you know, till the ground and deal with thorns. That's part of the curse. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there there is need. Mm -hmm. Right? There's need. Like it even said like before Eve was created, it's not good that the man is alone. He needs a counterpart. Right. Right? And God gave the counterpart. Like Mm -hmm. so like needs are there from the beginning. And I think that's the fundamental orientation of our life yes. is, am I yeah. receiving what I ultimately need from God? Yeah,
2: that's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think uh, you know, what I was floating through in my mind is just this word satisfaction and the satisfying of that need and like the full picture of what it means for Jesus to satisfy that need, and he really, he really meant, he's really meant to satisfy not only the deep, uh, the deep longings in that God-shaped hole in the heart of every individual, but it also does matter that we care for the poor, right? Mm. It also does matter that we actually provide ways for, uh, you know, the holistic picture from a, from a heart level spiritual to the actual like okay here here you go sir here's your piece of bread and your bowl of stew right like there is a provision yep. through which and a complete like a holistic provision by way of that that Jesus intends to like it doesn't it isn't only a partial satisfaction and it isn't only a partial provision but it's a whole provision that he really, he really, it all matters to him. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so this is the, the idea of the full and complete satisfaction. I, and I, and I, it is meant, and I, when you were talking, even just, maybe I'm just shifting here a little bit, but I just, even also what you were saying too about that intake and that it's, I just almost like a, it was breathing, right? Like we need the oxygen, yeah. mm-hmm. but we also yeah, to need to expect, the- we also need to expel the, the, Whatever about that inhale that we didn't use, right? It has to mm-hmm. be, and we, and in the in the exhale, we also create the necessity for the in the in, the next. That's right. Inhale, right? This rhythm of need and satisfaction, it shows up everywhere in our life, not just in the food we eat, but to the breath that we breathe, in the relationships, in the give and take, and the yielding and the laying down, and in and also, you know, in the way that we're generous, in the way that we give, and the way that we receive. Like it is this whole, this is holistic picture of, of, of little sort of the micro uh, satisfaction of these needs to the macro satisfaction, the big picture satisfaction of the need, the needs of humanity and the, 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 you know, the, the need for the cross, like all of that stuff, like there is, there, there are these pictures all over the place of these needs and the, and the satisfying of those needs. And even like the way that we would uh, attempt to try and satisfy them for ourselves and looking for, you know, looking for that satisfaction elsewhere other than Jesus. Right. So I think that just, that was just stuff that was jumping out at me as mm. as you guys were, were talking just that the way that Jesus is meant to be that and, and the way that he is meant to be that satisfaction through that, here you go, sir, here's your here's your role and here's your stew that he is actually present to satisfy not just the the physical need but mm-hmm. also the the heart the heart level soul level need in that person through me which mm-hmm. is a miracle and a mystery of itself too right so it's just that i love that i love that that he is there's no place where he's not the provision right right there's no place where he isn't uh he isn't present to be that provision which i i love so what do you think
0: what do you think it looks like you know I, 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 amen i do think you know jesus and what i think the last entry i did was how jesus you know all is the ultimate eternal answer to this whole the whole prayer is a setup for his ministry mm. um, it, it's all designed to point us to him mm. ultimately and you talk about forgive forgive us our trespasses you know There, there's your forgiveness, our daily bread. There's your daily bread. You know, all, you know, God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. It's in Jesus. Like Mm -hmm. he is the answer, the fulfillment of all those. He's the ultimate yes and amen to all of those, Mm -hmm. those Mm -hmm. prayers. But what do you think, what does it look like? Like practically speaking to, to in light of seeing God as provider. Okay. Jehovah Jireh, Mm -hmm. you know, my provider we've experienced times where God has supernaturally and naturally provided for us, but what, what, what is it? What's a healthy framework for living under the reality of God as provider? You know, Jesus used Mm -hmm. the analogy, you know, don't worry. Um, But even when we get thinking about work, we get thinking about the things Mm -hmm. that we do with our hands, you know, you could think about one extreme being, well, if you take this prayer to the extreme, then, you know, are you just going to, I've met people mm-hmm. who will say things that sound spiritual, like, you know, oh, I'm just trusting the Lord to provide. And I'm like, no, you need to get a job, bro. Like you are freaking lazy yep. and you're blaming it on God, yep. you know, and, and expecting him to provide for you. And he gave you two hands and a head and you can go, like he has provided for you, but you got to work for mm-hmm. it a little bit too. You know what I mean? Yep. So yep. I've seen that, but I've also seen on the other, on the other yeah. side, like a, the other end of that extreme would be, you know, a person who thinks like it says in what, maybe the Proverbs, like, don't say it's by my own hands that I've yeah. generated wealth. Like it was God who gave you those hands. Okay, great. You're a surgeon, but yep. God gave you the ability to be able to handle those instruments, you know? So mm-hmm. there are extremes mm. to this that we can see yep. taken, taken the wrong way. What do you think it looks like to live? Like, what's the invitation here? How is Jesus inviting us to practically live? as human beings who do have needs and he's saying God wants to be your primary meter of said needs. What does that actually look like in practice in real life to you guys?
2: Mm. Well, you know, uh, Paul, Paul wrote to the Colossians saying in everything you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus mm. Christ, giving thanks to the father through him. Yeah. And It's that thing of that, that that's a blessing in our lives that we, that, that actually brings meaning to everything we do. Mm -hmm. Like it's not, that's not meant to be a, uh, that's not meant to be like a measure over your life, whether or not you're holy enough or you're good enough for God. Yeah. Yeah, It's like Paul is saying, the secret to life is doing everything in his name. Like, look for him mm-hmm. in the midst of everything. Yeah. In your nothing's throwaway. Right. Like, yeah. how you get your sustenance matters to God. Right. Mm-hmm. Are you sitting around and being lazy with your life and being slothful? Yeah. Well, he's not taking joy over providing for you in the middle of that. Yeah. Like, like you're praying, yeah. God, provide my needs, but that you're then you're going to be a sloth about it. Yeah. He doesn't go, oh, boy, I really love meeting your needs. Yeah. He does love meeting your needs, but he'd be a lot more joyful over you if you're being industrious, Mm -hmm. and he provides for you in the middle of it. Yeah, I believe that because it's you participating in his whole in in life. Like it's life on earth is not throwaway, and Mm -hmm. unfortunately, because of a lot of philosophical things we've believed over the centuries in the church, that we think earthly life is throwaway Mm -hmm. and only heaven's life is worth anything. Right. And God's saying, No, the, the point of it is, my kingdom is coming on earth to show that mm. life on earth isn't a throwaway. Yeah. So to me, even, even Jesus coming and becoming flesh and dwelling among us was a big wake up call from God. Yeah. Hello, mm. I'm absolutely involved in every part of my yeah. creation. Right. Yeah. Like Jesus, in some ways, Jesus, in my opinion, showed up as a human being as a wake up call from God. I am here, folks, Mm. and I'm not going anywhere. Like Mm -hmm. I'm here, Mm. (laughs) you know, like in all of life. So there's nothing that's throwaway. Right.
0: Huge. Like the. So that brings meaning and glory into the mundane. Yeah. Right. Uh, It brings responsibility. Yes. You know, to the person who, you know, if you know you if you you're called to steward your life right and so we aren't let off the hook Mm. you can't pray god give us this day our daily bread and then just sit at home and wait for bread to fall out of the sky right like i think the lord does love to show us supernatural provision yeah i've had really cool experiences before where god's provided just Mm. exactly what i needed and it was beyond what i was going to be able to fabricate for myself Mm. right but those were situations that after i'd done all that mm-hmm. I was capable of mm. God did what he was capable of and I was incapable of. Yeah. But I don't know that God's going to reward you know provision to the sluggard who's not willing to like if you take if you go back to the Israelites in the camp they were still commanded to go out and gather the manna.
2: Right. Yes. Like it's
0: not like God said I'm going to supernaturally Fill your bodies with food, so you're not even gonna have to feed yourself.
2: Right. Yeah, you're not going to have to eat for the next forty years. Right, right. Like we're going to just yeah. take that
0: off the table. No, they had to go and mm-hmm. gather yes. it and and distribute it, and they had to eat it themselves. And I think yeah. I think that's part of the the call for us. Like the Lord is not giving us a pass on yeah. being, like you said, industrious, being proactive. Like in fact, that the Bible speaks pretty bluntly about Mm. being sluggards and being lazy and like that, that's just not, that's not part of God's DNA.
1: Mm. Can I maybe just put it maybe this way and maybe frame it a little practically this way? Uh, it is, uh, could we, could we look at, you know, both of those extremes and there's some level once we get into those extremes where, where it's true that God's not our provider right? That right. right, he's actually not providing for. Mm. And the reason why I say that is a simple fact that we're, because he is life. And when he provides something, that thing will produce life, right? So if we are, we have these spaces in our lives that are not life-giving, they would be areas in which God is not our provider, whether Mm -hmm. it's on the sort of the lazy end of things or the over, the overexertion, that's not, you know, but you know what I'm saying when the pendulum goes the other way. So it's just, I think there's this call, like we all know is to be vigilant and diligent Mm -hmm. about, about where in our lives there is life. And if we say that there is, if we, with the help of the Holy Spirit, we can He'll identify, he'll put his finger on things in our lives that are not life-giving. And in those areas that are not life-giving, he's not our provider, right? And so we can actually take steps. Like we know, we know when he shows up in a miraculous way, it's life-giving. We, we've seen it. We've heard the stories and testimonies. We've also known in our own lives, I have known my, my, in my life where I could be so you know have the blinders on and at the expense of my family and the expense of whatever my em- emotional and you know mental well-being and and heart level stuff I know what it's like to to n- for him not to be pro- my provider in those areas mm-hmm. right and that's actually costing me something mm-hmm. it's costing me something in a in a, from a life perspective in a non-healthy way. Mm. Right. And so I just, I I just thought that was an interesting thing that I was just thinking about is just this, this way of like when the, when we get out of balance, we get our priorities out of whack. We create these spaces in our life where God is not our provider. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just, I thought that was because when he provides that's life. And so where there's no life, when there's space where there's no life, he's not actually providing there. Yeah, and you yeah. and you
0: mm. if you examine maybe so, like how do you how do you find those areas in life where you have actually not sought God as the provider of your daily bread mm-hmm. and you're looking to other things, usually there's evidence of some, you know, there's there's probably evidence of certain things that are not like the fruit of the spirit, like mm-hmm. control manipulation, striving. Those aren't the fruit of the spirit. No, no. Striving, <laughs> yeah. uh, insecurity, yeah. like those things will be at play. Yeah. But when you are rooted in to, you know, a base level, God's got us, yeah. God's got me and he's given me, it's not just God's gotten me, got me. But when you pray, give us this day our daily bread, you believe you have to believe in faith that he has and he is. Yes. And mm. that like, it's, I find it such a healthy thing to, for me to recite all the time that, God has given me everything I need yeah. for this moment. Yeah. Mm. You know, He's given me everything I mm. need for this day. Right. I might not have tomorrow's provision yet, but it'll come tomorrow. Yep. And like, mm. and we've said that a few times in the, our church leadership. Like, that's been a mantra for us. Is like we mm. refuse to sit around yes. and and be idle because we need. We think we need something that we don't currently have. Mm-hmm. Right. God is trusting us. To work what he's currently given us, mm-hmm. you know, for his humbly for his glory to the best of our ability, mm-hmm. you know, and I think there's there's something to be said about, you know, recapturing, like, the glory of of hard work. Yeah. Mm. Like work. Yeah. Work is yep. not a four letter. It's a four letter word, but it's not mm-hmm. a four letter word. You know, like it's yeah. yeah. Like you read the first six days of creation. Like God is a creator. He's a maker. He
2: worked the maker. And he said, it said, and it right, yeah. said
0: afterwards, he said, and he saw all that he made and he said, it was good. It mm-hmm. was good that I did this. And have you ever, I mean, there is a, there is a soul level satisfaction that comes from when you know, you did a good job on something mm-hmm. and you know, you did it to the best of your ability. Yeah. Even if no one else knows that, like, you know, you didn't yes. cut a corner, you know, you, you actually didn't, You weren't lazy. You didn't cheese on that. You know, you just like, I I made something and I put myself, I put my best into it. There's a, there's a, there's a life that comes from that in and of itself. It generates, Mm. it generates satisfaction and soul level, soul level sustenance. I think we need to recapture that. I, I don't know who, who was it that said, um, I think it was maybe Mark Sayers that said, you know, that I think they asked him like, you know, what, what's the most important thing for, you know, a Christian, a Christian carpenter to consider. And, and he said, well, the most important thing is that he makes good tables. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that he, yeah. like, if you're going to say I'm a Christian and I'm a carpenter, right. I got, you You know, I'm a tool, I'm a, I'm a furniture builder.
2: Yeah, You need to make then good You need furniture. to
0: make good furniture. Right. Right. Cause that's that is to operate in the image of God. And that is to bring glory to God. And like, I didn't cut corners. And if, if I miss something, I want to fix that, you know, like there's an integrity Mm -hmm. to it. And I think there's something to be said about viewing your life and the, the, the things that the Lord has given you to utilize, to not, maybe I'll say it like this. God has given you enough to bring him glory to satisfy mm-hmm. your deepest longings and to bless others
2: mm. with yeah. what
0: you currently have, and if you make those things your priority, in fact, if you make God's glory other people your main priorities mm-hmm. y- you will you will find yourself satisfied more more than more than not right I mean that totally.
2: sounds so much like uh, Ephesians two where Paul reassures his friends, okay, don't think that you're saved by your works. You know, it is by grace and it's by faith. But then he turns around in the very same breath and says, But you are made to do good works. Yes. Like right. you are the work yes. of God. You are made yeah. to do good Be works. a maker. Yeah. You know, that's what you're made for. So don't mm-hmm. sit around. He's not saying forget about the good works. Yep. Saying you better be doing things and you better be doing them well, yeah, because you're made to to produce good work, yeah, and you do it for God's glory, yeah, yep. not for your striving. But it sounds so much like this that mm-hmm. if that when we're operating the way we should be, we'll be making, yeah, as well, we're makers as well, yeah, yeah,
1: uh, yeah, for sure. And it's just in line with that, it's just the uh, I think it's uh, James where it says, Faith without works is dead, right? Like, yeah, I think I, I, I but that's just that principle of like that there is this, there is this thread of like this, there needs to be work. There yep. needs to be, be action. there need to be pro- produced, producing yeah. because yep. if it's not, you know, if your faith isn't married to actual, actual work, it's not, it's not, it's fruitless. Right. So it's mm-hmm. not actually going to accomplish anything and therefore mm-hmm. it's dead.
0: Well, you look at yeah. the parable of the talents. Yeah. Right. Like the, yeah. the master came and he gave to the, I think I always get the numbers mixed up, but I think it's like one,
1: he five, gave one ten, and yeah.
0: five, and or one and two and five, or something. Anyway, yeah. it wasn't the same. Yeah. But the guy who had multiple, both people have multiple, went and they doubled their. Mm-hmm. They made more, right? Right. Yeah. And the master punished or rebuked the one who just sat on it, right, mm-hmm. and did nothing, right. And that's the that's the thing. It's like, you know, I don't I don't know if the invitation for Jesus, like, there's again, there's multiple layers to this when he's teaching us to pray give us his day. He's, he's, he's speaking about himself. He's Mm -hmm. also tying it into the story of Israel. Uh But for us, I think it is ultimately he's trying to get us in a posture before God that says, ultimately, uh, I trust you for this day Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. give me all that I need. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that, and that may come in the form of ingredients that I need to assemble and bake into bread. Yeah. Right. You know right. what I mean? Absolutely. Like, like, yep. like and that's still God giving us our daily bread. If yes. it's like, mm-hmm. if God gives us the, the, it's like that old, remember that old preacher uh, illustration? It's like the guy, there was a flood that came to a town and a guy climbed up on a roof and, oh, yeah. and, you know, he prayed, God's going to deliver me from this yes. flood. And, right you know a <laughs> car comes by that's trudging through the water yeah. and he's like yeah. come no. hop in he's like no god's going to save me and <laughs> yes. yes you know and then the boat and then the helicopter and the, sure enough the guy drowns and he's in heaven and mm-hmm. he's like god i thought you were going to save me he's like dude i sent a boat <laughs> a car a helicopter
2: yep. that is I so i cannot yep. you can lead a
0: horse to water but you can't force it to drink right yeah. so yeah no it's it's huge man you just you do see you do see we're all prone to Take this prayer and twist it to either an excuse to let ourselves off the hook from having to, like you said, do everything under the glory of God, whether you eat or drink, whether you're a custodian, whether you're, uh, you know, a politician, whatever, like Mm -hmm. let ourselves off the hook from that or to allow ourselves to have a, a view of self sufficiency Mm -hmm. where it's like, I did this, you know, I'm, going to go out there and control my you know my life and that kind of thing i think this is a this is a humbling a humbling posture a humble posture of responsibility right Uh, responsiveness to his goodness and provision and responsibility to take what he's given us Mm -hmm. and utilize it for his glory and for the betterment of those that god's put around you
2: yeah love it
1: amen
0: I played this game for bread and meat. <laughs> if I don't win, I, love that. I don't eat. Andrew, I, don't love eat. That. <laughs> I was good. thinking when you said that, I was thinking
1: either Andrew or Jamie said that. Oh, I definitely, was like, yeah. Role, yeah, for sure, definitely.
0: for sure. Man, we played a lot of three on three basketball we were trash talkers. I'll tell you that. So. Well, gentlemen, it's thank you. Great. It has been great. And yeah, thank you. Great. Thank you to the people of apple, honey, butter candles. Mm-hmm. We appreciate it. Um, we're gonna have more candle than podcasts for a while, so I think, <laughs> I think, uh, I think we'll probably be using either the uh, Apple Honey Butter, mm. or uh, we have used also the the Santal Musk, which is a fan favorite around mm. here. Yeah, it is on the show. The Santal Musk, uh, nine ninety nine at Home Sense. Yes. <laughs> mm, nice. See you, folks. Have a good All right. one. All right, take care. Hey, thanks again, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that conversation. I hope you find God's provision in the small and large things today. Hey, if you haven't already, do me a favor, share this with somebody, let them know we're here. Let's get this platform out to as many people as possible and do me a favor, if you haven't already, leave a kind review, we would love that and it helps us get the word out. We'll see you next time.